Hey, Carrie here from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expecting Ariel's podcast. How's it going, guys? I hope you're having a great start to your week. Uh, and had a, I hope you had a great uh, holiday weekend here in the States. So before we get started, if you'll go to the show notes, you'll find easy links. I've got three awesome courses on my website. Uh, one free mini course just to check it out. If you want to check out my teaching style, uh, Aerial Rehab, which you can learn more about on the website and then my flagship course as well. Go ahead and check it out there. A lot of other free resources for you guys. Um, Today, we have Shay Cornell. She is an Aussie. There seems to be a lot of Aussies out there who are doing aerial. I love it. At the time, she was 29 weeks pregnant with twins, her first pregnancy. And, uh, you know, I, I reached out to the mama's Facebook group and she was like, yeah, I, you know, I think I'm a fit. I'm really, really pregnant. So uh, we get to hear about the pregnancy in real time and uh, learn a little bit about how... Uh, Twins are cooked in there. All right, guys, uh, let's get started. I just looked you up and did a little reading on your the Facebook page. So you, how many weeks pregnant are you now? Now I'm 29 weeks. 29 weeks. Okay, so this is your first pregnancy? Yes, Your first pregnancy. Okay, I'm so sorry. This is Shay Cornell. You live in Australia on the other side of the world for me. Mm-hmm. And when I put out there that I was looking for diverse guests, she's like, well, I'm, I'm pregnant with twins. I was like, perfect. Never had a pregnant with twins uh, aerialist on here ever before. So like currently pregnant. So um, let's how are you feeling today? Wow, I can't believe you haven't had anybody with twins on. That's amazing. Not during it's it's that's the very difficult timing to get. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. So um, how are you feeling as of now? Today, I'm feeling good. I think I'm just taking each day as it comes. One day I'll feel really tired and sore and horrible. And then the next day I feel really good and energized. So, yeah, it's just every day is different, especially with the twins growing so fast. Okay, so I want to start at the beginning. Was this a was this like a surprise blessing or did you were you guys trying? We were trying, but we decided and then it kind of just happened very quickly. It was just kind of like, yeah, okay, I think I'm ready to be a mum now. And then it was, okay, you're going to be a mother of two. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, uh, do you mind me asking how old you are? 28. 28. Okay. And I saw online that you guys got married just before the pandemic. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So you, you basically spent the first couple years of your marriage. Like, I don't know what Australia's, I, I think I heard a bit, but you guys were in lockdown on and off for the last two years. Yeah. So we got married in 2019 and um, I was just about to turn 25. So I think from our wedding, everyone kind of around us was wondering when we were going to have kids, but We just weren't really ready yet. We just had so much more that we wanted to do. And then um, I was close to finishing my nursing degree. And then I just thought, okay, I think this is the right time finally. Okay. So, all right. So plan to a certain degree, but um, yeah, for some, for some, it happens like the first month or the first couple months. Um, And then how did you find out you're pregnant? 
Um, I think I kind of just like felt like I was. Obviously, we had obviously been trying, so I kind of was waiting for my period to come. And then honestly, five days before my period was even due, I just was like, I feel like I'm pregnant and took a test and the line was there five days before my period, which is one of the first signs of twins. <laughs> but I guess I didn't really think about it that much. Because the pregnancy hormone is super high? Yeah, that's right. Oh. Okay. And then when did you learn that it was twins? So at about six weeks, I was having quite a lot of pain in both sides. And I thought, oh, something is wrong. Or I just convinced myself that, you know, something was wrong with the baby. So I organized to have a ultrasound done. And then that was at six weeks and five days. And we went in and, you know, I was convinced that something was wrong with this little baby. Sat down and we did the ultrasound and the ultrasound tech just said, oh, your bladder is so full because we did an external ultrasound to start off with. But your bladder is so full. I think there's two babies in there. (laughs) And straight away on the screen, I could see like the two little black circles. And I think I just froze because Cam and I did, Cam, my husband, we did talk about the possibility of having twins because he has twins all through his side of the family. However, that's just not how twins work. It's all up to the woman. It's got nothing to do with the male sperm, really. Oh, genetically. Genetically? That's, okay. Yeah, so we thought, oh, my gosh, we could have twins. And then I Googled how twins work, went, oh, it's got nothing to do with you. Never mind. So we'd already joked about it. So then when the ultrasound tech said that there was twins it was kind of like a shock but something that we had already spoken about which was really funny oh my goodness okay is there anything about well the thing is you you've only had one you, this is your only pregnancy so I guess it's you have nothing to compare it to yeah All right. can you talk about first trimester I think to start off with Well, we only had like two weeks of thinking that we had one baby. So I'm really thankful that we did find out so early because it did take a lot of adjusting to firstly think, you know, the fact that number one, I'm having a baby. Number two, I'm having two babies. And that, you know, everything that I thought my pregnancy would be, it wasn't going to be. Because I think one of the first things you get told is how high risk twins would be, Um, which important to note, my type of twins is called... um, I think in America they call them die-die, or here in Australia we call them DCDA, which basically means that they're two different pregnancies. So they have two sacs and two placentas, so they don't share anything. Oh. Yeah, so they're actually really kind of safe twin. Um, Essentially, I just released two eggs. Yeah. Oh, so they're not... Does this have anything to do with paternal, fraternal, like... Yeah, or is it yeah. like literally just two babies in there and they're going to have whatever DNA are in those sperms? Yeah, so that's right. They're called like, yeah, the fraternal twins or non-identical um, twins. But in my case, they have separate everything, which is really nice and safe for them. I guess I didn't know any of this. So amniotic fluids not being not being shared. No, no that's right. Yeah. Literally two eggs, which is so crazy. Okay, I know nothing about this. What is, is this rare? 
Uh, no, it's just it's how most well twins can come in all different um kind of you know configurations, but like the most high risk one would be identical twins. That is when the cell or the egg split really early and they share the same placenta and share the same sac. Um, and obviously that's when all that twin to twin transfusion can happen and they steal from each other and the placenta can, you know, give more energy to one baby. Um, I didn't know any of this either. <laughs> so when people ask if twins are on the, um, either side of the family and I say they're on cams, they say, oh, that's where it came from. And I have to say, well, no, cams didn't release two eggs. I did. <laughs> uh, okay. No, I, I obviously host this podcast, but I know nothing. Yeah. No, I, I don't think many people know anything about twins. <laughs> yeah, I know nothing. Like, legit, ad- admit to it all the time, know nothing. I'm just amazed. Like, my mouth is open every time I host this thing. So, okay, I'm going to wait with all of my technical questions when we're talking about, you know, when you give birth. But first trimester, yes. were you sick? I was so sick. I think I vomited at, uh, I was already vomiting when we went to that ultrasound at six and a half weeks. So, and I was so exhausted. And I remember turning to Cam um, in the ultrasound room and saying, this is why I've been so sick. <laughs> so um, I think to have those waves, waves of nausea so early was a bit of a surprise as well. And then that didn't stop until 12 weeks. So to continue with my training was really hard. Um, going to work was really hard. I had just started um, an intensive kind of five-month placement to finish my nursing degree. Um, so it was kind of really hard battling with that when I was throwing up all day, every day. There wasn't really a moment where I was good. Ideally, in your mind, were you thinking that you were going to finish your nursing degree before you got pregnant? Absolutely. And I really pushed with the university too. I was like, this is going to happen and I need to graduate before this day. (laughs) Okay. So you are going to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But you have, it hasn't happened yet because. I graduated about three weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. That's great. Thank you. That's great. So, all right. So super sick. And I remember when I was in my first trimester, like, I just looked like I was bloated, which I was. I was also mm-hmm. bloated. How did, you know, you've got two, you got two buns in there. So how was that for you? I think I definitely had bloating, but I think it was a bit more than, I guess, usual. I wouldn't say I had a bump, but I definitely didn't have my same stomach that I had before. Um, and already my body was kind of, protecting those little babies like my abs around my pubic bone and my groin was so tight already that when I was trying to do any sort of back bends or kind of movements that involved my abs during my training I could feel already that my body just did not want to do them they were so tight and protective um and I remember I we have these unitards that we wear to our training like you know one pieces and I remember before I announced it, this one girl looking at me at circus and all she was doing was looking at my face, then looking at my bump, then looking at my face, then looking at my bump. <laughs> <laughs> and I got so embarrassed. I was like, surely they all know that I'm pregnant because I just look so different. In my mind, I thought I looked different. 
Well, I saw your pictures on Facebook when you got married. You're you're pretty petite. Yeah, as from well, what I could see. Yeah, and I think I mean that's just with my constant training, but it was definitely um yeah, it was definitely hard to hide. And you know, you can't do aerial training in loose baggy t-shirts either. So no, that was a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, and so tell me about tell me about your practice a little bit, your aerial practice. Um, so I, here in Alice Springs, we have um, kind of like a small, we call it a circus community because our um, kind of training center has everything circus under the one roof. So we've got like our, we've got a few tissues or silks. Then we have a lyra and trapeze. And we're based in a kind of um, youth gymnastics hall. So we've also got access to all of this gymnastics equipment and then you know juggling and hula hoops and things like that and we have kind of open training so you just go down you can learn off the teacher you can learn off each other if you have previous circus experience it's kind of a really nice relaxed environment um I originally started pole dancing so I've been pole dancing for five six years now and that's where kind of I started going to circus and that's where my love of Lyra or hoop um kind of started to cross over and I started to fall more in love with Lyra because it's all very kind of um the moves kind of cross over and are very similar in a way yeah so we train um once or twice a week there and I train with my friend Darlene and we do doubles Lyra together mostly we perform in Alice Springs yeah nice um and you're a nurse so you're like you got you're really busy with that and you have a really what's it called uh consistent practice though two times a week mm. that's great but i've only just started my nursing so i'm not a nurse just yet but yeah was training. oh got it yeah got it um oh my goodness i love it and then and then how far into your pregnancy did you train um i think i could only i think at around so well, i performed at 20 weeks which was actually, oh my goodness that's amazing <laughs> yeah which was huge for me mentally and physically uh and I think about three weeks after that I realized I could not lift my body weight anymore and it was time to kind of slow down a little bit so I think at about 23 24 weeks was the last time I kind of managed to lift myself up safely and strongly and now oh my I goodness to, yeah so that was that obviously finished a lot earlier than what I expected and that I wanted. So that was really quite difficult for me to come to terms with to start off with. Um, but I really was proud of myself to get to where I did at 20 weeks. Wow, that's really impressive because caring too, uh, has your body, when it comes to the people who have twins, has your body put on a lot of weight or is it like kind of the average amount or way more, way less? So at the moment I have put on 10 kilos and the average twin pregnancy should put on 15 to 25 kilos. So I'm on track for normal, but um, obviously putting on 10 kilos and being able to lift 10 kilos is super hard. Um, But even back at 20 weeks, it was more just the extra blood flow and having so much more blood in my body that um, if I went upside down 
I could kind of see stars a little bit or I would get short of breath or the babies would just crush on my ribs because my uterus was already sitting so high. So when I was 20 weeks, my belly was measuring 25 weeks if I was having one baby. So I kind of had to be kinder to myself and, you know, say, you're not, you are 20 weeks, but physically you're 25 weeks or physically, you know, you're a lot more ahead. So you need to remember, you know, that this is okay, that you can't do these things right now. And for example, I have kind of a, I don't have a super short torso, but I don't have a ton of space between my hip bone and the bottom of my ribs. So when I was pregnant with my one, she just like sat on the outside of my body. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> is, is yours like that? Or do you have plenty of space when it comes to like your rib cage and your hips, where, your anatomy? Um, I feel like the babies are literally right under my skin. And one of our early ultrasounds showed that they were only two centimeters below my skin. Um, so I kind of, yeah, I feel like they are just there. And the way that they were sitting with each other as well kind of made them stick out a little bit more. They don't sit really side by side in a neat little package. Sometimes they stack on top of each other. Sometimes they oh my sit goodness. in a bunk bed. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they were to start off with, one on top of each other. Uh, they don't sit like yin and yang, but they ended up moving like yin and yang. Um, but yeah, they were definitely always kind of poking out and it was something that I really had to be cautious with with my Lyra training, but also Darlene and I have started to do a lot of um, doubles acro on the floor. And that was also like a struggle. Like, okay, well, I can't, um, you know, if you do kind of poses where her feet are in my hip bones, like we couldn't really have that a lot because of, you know, the toes. Okay. Are you the, are you the flyer? Yeah. I'm the flyer most. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say that's probably better than if you were the base. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm impressed because um, what you're just explaining to 20 weeks, it's still it's still quite impressive. Um, OK, so into your third trimester, it's so it's on and off. Sometimes you feel great. Sometimes you really feel tired. Do you have um, if you don't mind, we don't have to talk about it either if you don't want to. But do you have a birth plan in mind or is it kind of like whatever happens, happens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I just I just don't have that luxury of being able to be set in one way or the other because at the moment it really depends what the bottom twin, which is twin A, and that's our boy. So we're having a boy and a girl. Oh, um, lovely. Which is, yeah, really nice. So twin A is the one that's always going to be sitting basically on top of my cervix and his position would never change. Um, you know, they'll never swap. He'll always be sitting at the bottom. Um, and if he is not head down and, and ready to go, then um, I can't have like a vaginal birth. I'll always have to have a Caesar. But, and at the moment he is sitting breech. So if he stays breech, then I don't get that choice. However, if he does move head down, then I can um, see if they want to come spontaneously or be induced. They don't really mind what twin B does because they can kind of manipulate them. Or just pull them out breach. <laughs> okay, so I assume that you've learned all this from your doctors and such. But here's my question. With twins, like, what happens if baby B's 
amniotic fluid breaks before A. Then I will have to have a Caesar. Yeah. Okay. No yeah. matter what, like, like all the, there's probably a lot of scenarios, but mostly they would just point to C-section. Hmm. Yeah. People choose C-section just because it is the safest with twins, but also they only let you go to 38 weeks. Or um, I think it's something like 60% of twins just come early spontaneously by themselves. So it's really just like a waiting game. So we just want to be ready by at least 32 weeks and just see what my body decides to do or if these babies want to stay into 38 weeks. And then when I get to 38 weeks, I can decide which way is best. Um, The main thing for us is that they stay in until 31 weeks. Otherwise, I'd have to be flown uh, two hours down south to the next biggest hospital. Okay. Are you in? Are Are you not in a populated area in Australia? No, no. So I'm right in the middle of the desert, and we're about five hours away from Uluru. Oh my goodness! Um, How did you find yourselves there in the middle of the desert in Australia? That's just where my partner, he grew up here and um, my mum moved here for a small bit during school. So I moved with her and I met him there. So about 12 years ago and we've just decided to stay here since. Okay. I love it. Um, All right. So birth plan out of your hands, but you sound okay with it. I I think that a lot, especially me too, I had, I had to be on pelvic arrest after 20 weeks. You know, it's like the doctors kind of give you the like, like the facts and you're like, okay, well, that's not how I planned it, but okay. What's whatever's best. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then I, (laughs) I'm so confused by this twins thing. I'm also confused. Like, do you remember? I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but like, I don't know how many years ago, this, the whole thing with the Octomom, the woman who had eight Mm. babies at once. I don't know Mm. if you remember the story was like all over the news and like I was younger and I never stopped to think about the logistics of that, of the pregnancy itself, of birthing more than one and how that can become complicated and how that can increase the risk level for all the babies in there. If, if one baby is like tilted the wrong way, like in there, like just a, you know, bunch of puppies basically yeah Yeah. so um but how do you feel about how do you feel about this whole thing I think to start off with it was so scary like I did just every time I saw a twin mom on my Instagram in the first couple of weeks I just like cried like oh my gosh this is going to be me I just could not comprehend and I would kind of wake up in the middle of the night thinking how am I going to do this you know and I think obviously there's still that fear before 12 weeks of miscarriage as well and I really was like fixated on that I was so worried that something would happen because I thought you know things can happen with just one pregnancy and I have two so I have double the chance of something going wrong and you know how terrible would that be because I can't I don't know if anything happened if I could just make another set of twins you know so that was really worrying for me um, but I think even as I got further on in the pregnancy, so I remember when I did perform at 20 weeks, you know, it was only a three and a half minute performance. I think it ended up being in front of about a hundred people, but I was so nervous thinking that what they would think of me one doing it pregnant, but also 
I knew in myself that I was strong enough, that I wasn't exerting myself. I wasn't breaking a sweat. You know, I wasn't doing anything crazy or new. Um, but every time I would train, I would come home and think, did I hurt the babies? Did I do something wrong? Are they okay? And, you know, my doctor would say to me, you know, every time, Shay, the babies don't know that they're upside down. <laughs> they are so fine. You know, nothing is going wrong. Um, you know, if you're not putting pressure on your belly and you're not, you know, getting too stressed or overheating, then it's so fine. But I think it was just that mental game of telling myself that everything that I was doing was okay and that my body could do this. I think that's a really hard thing. You know, people say women's bodies are meant to do this and you just have to trust yourself. Um, but it was really hard to start off with to even think, number one, am I strong enough to grow these twins and protect them? And then number two, can I still continue my training and do everything that I want to do? And that's a part of me. Yeah, it's very uh, a unique circumstance for all of us, all of us women who are, you know, trying to balance that because anyone else who's not in our shoes, they don't really, they don't really know. And um, it, it sucks because a lot of people's fears just get project, projected on top of other people. And it's... Mm. A hundred percent. That's really what yeah, I felt. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah, I had so many people saying, oh, you're so naughty for still doing that. I can't believe you're still going up that high. And, you know, and I was like in my head, I was like, well, this is actually like, it's one of the safest things that I see. I'm not doing anything new. In fact, I'm really going back to um, basics. And I always have Darlene with me in the air, you know, who I trust with my whole life and my baby's lives. So I don't know, it was hard to, I think their fears definitely um, crept into mine a little bit. But then when I got off the stage at 20 weeks and people were like cheering and clapping and saying, I can't believe you did that pregnant. I don't know, it made it all worth it in the end. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's super badass. And uh, the only person who's really going to know if that's okay is you because you're feeling your body. Like, you know, there are things that I stopped early on because I was like, this does not feel right. You know, and I'm sure you had those things as well um just uh interviewed oh samantha manu she's also an aussie oh yeah yeah Yeah, she just had she just had her baby i believe um Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm just so excited for you and oh the last thing i wanted to ask you which i i think is more relevant after you have the kids because i went through me personally i went through a really I don't know if I want to call it an awkward transition, but like that, that transition of becoming a mom from your identity standpoint, like you're pregnant, but you're still like a, a, you know, you're, you're not a mom yet. And then you just get thrust into it. And um, it was so, it was such a challenge for me. And then other women, they just kind of smoothly make that transition and it's not as bumpy. Um, so I, I would imagine that having two versus one, um, it, it might add more to that. Um, the other thing is I just like the sleeping thing. When I think about people who have twins, because my being didn't sleep well at all. So I cannot imagine having to like get one of her who doesn't sleep well down. And then you still have a child that's awake. <laughs> like, <laughs> but people have twins and triplets all the time and they survive. 
I just like, I think about that from my perspective because my child, like she only slept through the night after 18 months or something. Whereas like other people have kids and they're, you know, they're sleeping 12 hours a night in the first month and a half. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. This is so confusing to me because I never experienced that. So I will be asking you that question later, but um, just the idea of identity. Do you have any thoughts on that before, you know, now that you're in your third trimester? I think um, I've been kind of grappling with that since even I stopped circus or stopped being able to physically do the things that I wanted to do. Even just going for walks, it's really hard um, to see that side of yourself kind of change. And like, I don't know, I think I do have moments where I go, I do miss my old self. And, you know, when this pregnancy is over, I won't even be back there yet. It is still going to take such a long time, you know, becoming a mom. Um, You know, I think as soon as you kind of pee on that stick and get the positive test, everything changes. Like you're never the same person. You're instantly already a pregnant mom whose life is going to change forever and it's not going to go back to the way it was. Um, So I think that's been hard and, you know, physically difficult. So the other day I was like diagnosed with like pelvic girdle pain as well, which is no surprise in a twin pregnancy. So having to wear, you know, all the supportive straps and belts and things. And also on top of that, gestational diabetes. Oh, you do? Oh, man, that stinks. I don't know. I wasn't surprised because it is also, you know, something that's double the risk in a twin pregnancy with your two placentas, so double the hormones. But I think even just this first stage of my new identity being pregnant has been hard. And then, yeah, when the twins come along. Um, it will be hard as well. And yeah, how do I, how do I parent twins? I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I remember like there was one day specifically, I'm sure I felt this more than one day, but I just looked at her and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like what the fuck am I even doing? I don't even know. I don't know what I'm doing. And then of course it shifts and it's fine. But the moment that you think that it's terrifying, like in that moment, you're terrified. And then you realize that you don't need to be terrified, but like, and the moment changes, but um, yeah, yeah. And no one can prepare you. You know what I'm saying? Like, because until it's real, it's not real. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge life it's a huge life change. And I, I had told my, my very longtime students this the other day with complete knowledge, how irrational I sounded. I was like, is it bad to say out loud that the only evidence I want of this child being in the world is the child? Like, I don't want any evidence on my body. <laughs> like I was, I was, yeah. and I was joking, but I wasn't joking. Like I, that's what I want. Like I want to look exactly or better than I look like before. And I haven't gained weight, but my clothes fit differently and my skin's not the same. You know what I'm saying? So like, so I said this to my students who are basically my girlfriends and they're like, you know, I don't know if it's your fault that you feel that way. I think society pushes us to feel this way. So I get it, but you know how crazy you sound. I was like, yeah, but 
I want to say it out loud because it makes me feel better just to say it out loud to you guys. Yeah. That, that is what I want. <laughs> and, and even on top of those, like, um, those changes just to how your body looks, I think for us as like aerialists, we well for me coming now, we're thinking about postpartum, you know, I don't want any of my flexibility to change, you know, or my strength to change. Even though I haven't been able to train flexibility, I can't remember the last time I sat in the splits. I think, honestly, it started hurting a bit too much at around 15 weeks and too much pressure on my groin. Um, you know, so I haven't trained splits in like four or five months, but then I'm just hoping that I still have them when I come back or still hoping that I have the same strength, even though I can't lift my body weight right now. You know, so it's kind of like hard. I think it'll be a hard adjustment to come back and see all those changes and basically have to start all over again whilst having two little babies sitting next to me. I'm lucky enough that I can bring them along to my training, but, you know, it will be hard. And it's like a part of, I think, us as aerialists that we've had to, like, say that we will potentially lose for a while. Yeah. And it's also a racket that men can't just have our babies to <laughs> because I'm just like, there's no, there's no interruption in their career. There's, oh, Serena Williams just announced that she was going to retire after this year so she could have a second child. And as much as I understand, I, first of all, I understand. Second of all, she's a, she's one of the most decorated athletes in the world. She can do whatever she wants. Like, She's incredible, but like a man wouldn't have to retire just to have a second child. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. But that's how biology goes. But I, I still get pissed off about it all the time, <laughs> like all the time. Um, and even like on that note, my second sport that I do is Brazilian jujitsu. Oh. My husband runs the jujitsu gym here. And um as soon as I was pregnant, I mean, I couldn't go because, you know, it's obviously a physical sport. There's lots of knee to bellies. I was super sick. I didn't want to be up in people's sweaty faces. Um, so then when we finally announced at 12 weeks, everyone was like, oh, yeah, we just assumed you were pregnant. That's why you weren't coming anymore. Right. Because what other reason would you have? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still think that I can look back at it, though, and like, even if things won't be the same with my body or with my training, I can look back at what I did, you know, as a pole dancer, um, as an aerialist, and just be so proud of what I achieved anyway. And I think, you know, one of the most exciting things is I can show those kids, you know, the performance at 20 weeks and be like, you were in my belly here. And I was doing that with you. Yeah. I mean, Shay, that is a much healthier way to look at it than, than I have been most recently. No, <laughs> but I, I hope this uh, I hope your story resonates with people out there. Thank you. Thank you so much. We are also so excited in shock that, you know, we're on the single digit week countdown now, but very excited. <laughs> Thanks so much to Shay for carving out the time in her third trimester to be with us. Really appreciate you. Um, and if you'd like to be on this podcast, if you have a unique story or you'd just like to talk about your experience uh, being a pregnant woman, postpartum, getting back in the air, anything like that, I'd love to talk to you. Email me, carrie at wrapyourheadaroundsilks.com. Go ahead and check out uh, the link in the show notes to check out all the resources there. Um, and if you would 
honor me with the five-star rating and review where you get your podcast. I would love you and appreciate you forever. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great week. I'll see you next time. This is Carrie signing off. This is the Expecting Ariel's podcast. Oh, 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 o